And so yes, blowjobs for showers. That is... I, I'm gonna see that headline, I know. But look, we all have a past. We all have to struggle to make ends meet, right? You know what I'm talking about. The Queen is back. And she's on stage where she belongs. She's sounding absolutely fantastic. And it is a show that is so full of references for diehard fans. It's enough to keep us satisfied for the entire tour. You could watch it over and over and keep hearing and seeing little visual references to the career that she has had. My God, the celebration tour is, it's truly a spectacle. It is such an exciting time. There will be spoilers in this episode, so if you don't want to hear them, you got to put your fingers in your ears. Keep us playing, of course. Just put your fingers in your ears. My name is Tim, and I am coming to you from Newcastle, Australia at the moment. I am on the road, but I am still tracking Madonna at every step, like a cyber stalker. She's literally on stage for show number two as I record this, and thank you to all of you who have been messaging me, giving us live streams, sending bits of information through to keep me in the loop. It's been absolutely amazing. And that includes you, Richard. Yes, Richard, who has, get this, listen to this, he has attended 99 Madonna shows in his lifetime. Just listen to that one more time, 99 Madonna shows, including the one that's happening right now. Hi Tim, this is Richard from the UK. I'm from a little town in Yorkshire. I've been a Madonna fan since the 80s and I'm one of the lucky few who can say I've seen every tour. I've seen Madonna last night was the 98th show I have done. Uh, I've got quite a few more to come up so I'm going to hit the 100 mark in over 10 countries which makes me absolutely delighted but let's get on about last night so madonna started strong bob the drag queen sort of opened it was part of the show throughout so it wasn't really an opening act uh, and then madonna came on did a couple of songs and then there was a technical problem there's a problem with the sound now it was a special night to be there because you saw madonna raw she actually ad-libbed and just told us about her youth in New York and then she called out Bob the Drag Queen, had a bit of a joke with him saying I thought you were supposed to be the comedian and I'm the one here keeping the audience going. Then once things were sorted, I'm sure her heads will roll for that, Madonna was full flow, full on, you know, you wouldn't believe, I mean we've got to bear in mind she cancelled Vancouver which was supposed to be opening night, uh, which I was so gutted about because I was supposed to be there, but I was so pleased I got to be at opening night last night. And then off she went. I cried twice, I'm not going to lie. Rain, wow, what a moment. And then obviously when she did Live to Tell, that was outstanding. I think the whole place was in tears. And throughout the show, there was lots of surprises. You know, some of the songs, what she chose and everything, it definitely told the Madonna story. Uh, there was a couple of songs missing that I was a little bit surprised at. However, at the time, wasn't missed at all. Anybody going will not miss anything. Kids were there with her, as always. Uh, I mean, they was all there doing their little bits and everything. Really amazing performers. They really are. You can tell the Madonna's children. Uh, but 
Madonna herself, she was on point, and the costumes, they was all nods to the costumes of the past. I mean, I recognised a lot of the costumes, different colours there was, but there, were, there was all there. Every favourite costume you've got was on last night. The one I did miss, and I did miss the song as well, as well was Express Yourself. I mean, I'd like that costume, and I'd like Madonna to do it. But when the bed came up for the Like a Virgin bit, you're in for a treat. So... If you're a Madonna fan and you haven't been to this tour yet, make sure you get a ticket because this tour will blow you away. It's a greatest hits tour through and through, no doubting the hits are there. So get a ticket, look for me and I'll see you there. Incredible feedback, Richard. Thank you so much. And not only will Richard be attending every London show, he will also then be stalking, Mad- I mean, uh, following following Madonna to Germany, Amsterdam, and then over to North America, Seattle, and Vancouver. Now, you might find it interesting, as I have, that Madonna's celebration tour around the world is by no means a sellout. It's just not. For example, in Berlin, you can still get tickets. This is all according to her official website. Uh, so... For those of you who sometimes write to me and go, where did you get that information from? Well, I'm getting it from Madonna.com. She's returning to the O2 in December. You can still get tickets for December 5 and 6. And then she scoots across to North America where I don't know what's going on over there. Possibly there's a reasonable explanation. Maybe the stadiums are bigger. I don't really know, but... Every show just about in the United States you can still get tickets to. That includes the opening North American show in New York at the Barclays Center, of which there are three shows, all still tickets remaining. In Washington, you can still get tickets. As I say, every city, I could read them all out to you, but every single city um, right through the North American leg of the celebration tour, you can still get tickets to. And my word... You really should, if you haven't already, try to get some tickets because this show is unbelievable. And let's be honest, Madonna is looking after herself on stage. This isn't the Madonna of old that will dance her ass off from beginning to end. She's still dancing, she's still moving, she's still singing. It's still Madonna. But the truth is, she is taking it more slowly. That leg will never come good. And that's the problem. You can see she's still got all the, um, what do you call it, the muscle memory. Like, she, she's still an unbelievable dancer. But you can tell where she has tweaked the moves so that, I mean, look at um, Don't Tell Me, for example. This is a, a brilliant performance, one of the highlights of the show. And there she is doing the original choreography, but uh, very much adjusted to suit the leg. Let's hear from Jonathan, mega Madonna fan. Hi, Tim. Jonathan here. Um, I wanted to update you on nights one and two of the Celebration Tour. Um, Colourful. At once, it's instantly Madonna, but it's also very Stuart Price. Um, The treatment of the songs is really authentic to their kind of original Stay like a virgin. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, into uh, like into the groove and a holiday, um, are just completely perfect kind of stripped back versions of the originals. Um, Madonna's 
really relaxed tonight, night two, but she did cut the show early. So we missed out on Bitch I Madonna and Celebration. Um, however, the show didn't feel abrupt. We still got a full two hours. Um, she's changed the show up a little bit. Um, on night tonight, night two, she talked a bit more about staying true to your authentic self and how none of us are ever free of our inner struggle. Um, she talked about that when she um, talked to her younger self um, quite early on in the show. She also spits water, water out into the crowd, <laughs> um, which is quite a rock and roll moment straight after burning up. Um, she changed the Ukrainian flag for a rainbow flag. Um, and overall tonight, she was very relaxed. The show flowed really, really well. Um, the show is incredibly colourful. Um, there's enough upbeat moments to balance out any sad um and reflective moments live to tell is such an ex a kind of explicitly anti-homophobic um and um such a respectful tribute to people that we've lost from hiv is really um a, a complete highlight live to tell is 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 a really kind of emotional high point mother and father um is absolutely incredible with this kind of continuation of the don't tell me country and western style vibe through it she speaks directly to a huge image of her mum on screen um and when the video montage of madonna's career flashes up it's really in depth um they go like right back to pre-fame there's pictures of her in Gram gramercy park hotel like from you know from like 1981 and stuff um and then at the end they they say you know would you have traded your fame for anything and she says yes my mother so there are lots of emotional moments but um it's a really really happy non-cynical um really joyous show the tribute to michael jackson's um really um respectful and really um, fun and light-hearted um, uh, and it includes a little excerpt from Angel which is a nice touch and all the major songs are represented in some way um, Die Another Day the dance the, the routine like the, the dance routine is incredible um, and Justify My Love um, in the boxing ring along with Like a Prayer are really kind of like just homoerotic and kind of um, really, really, um, just really well executed. Um, she looks f amazing. Her arms look so cut. She looks really muscular, muscular and lean. And the costumes are really a little bit kind of drowned world and punky. And then they move into like cool kind of rave era with ray of light um, and bedtime stories. It's really futuristic. So. Overall, um, the show is really varied, really mind-blowing, really energetic. And Madonna was really warm. She's not in a kind of brittle mood. Um, there's no kind of excessive rock and roll posturing. It's all very sincere. It's really from the heart. And she doesn't second-guess herself. Um, she stays true to her core beliefs of... Um, 
equal rights for everyone, um, pro-LGBT, um, but she's updated it and modernised the message and it resonates more than ever. So, um, yeah, you have to go and see the show. Good luck to everyone um, um, and trying to get tickets and enjoy every minute. Such an awesome description, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Now, there are going to be 78 shows in total on the Celebration Tour. 78. And potentially more. Is it possible, the rumour, that she's going to bring this into Asia after the North American leg of the show is over? And possibly more? This schedule is the same type of schedule that a younger artist, such as Taylor Swift, would take on. It's, it's heavy. With not many gaps, really, between the dates. It's unbelievable. And I can only say from what I have seen of this show and what I've heard of this show, I mean, it's a lot of people are calling it the best tour of her career. But undeniably, for me, despite the unbelievable lighting, despite the staging pyrotechnics, there's literally fire. It's her. She's just unbelievably captivating. Her star power is phenomenal. As we all know, she opens this show so powerfully with Nothing Really Matters. And Stuart Price, who is a collaborator on this show, famous for his work on Madonna's Confessions album and on her Confessions tour. By the way, he also was the executive producer of Kylie's Aphrodite album, just saying, don't shoot me, Madonna fans. We'll be talking a lot more about Madonna v. Kylie soon. Well, he described the show, Stuart Price, as a documentary. And Nothing Really Matters is that description of how she started off in life being completely self-seeking until she saw the light. And now love is all you need. And of course... That's the theme of this show, in a way, love. But look, she, she sort of, if you want to break it up, there's a historical look back at the things she's done in her career. For example, um, exploring the theme of sex that comes up in this show. Her advocacy of HIV and AIDS. And of course, it concludes with her place, her individual place in music history. It's a little bit self-glorifying, but what else would you expect from Madonna? The only criticism I've heard of this show is the end. Apparently it just goes bang, done, and people are left a bit confused. Usually, especially with a tour like this, especially after everything she's been through, you would expect a well-rounded ending where there's lots of applause, uh, lots of crescendo, if you want to call it that, but apparently it's not here. And as we all know, she's famous for her entrances and her exits. If it does need an update, it does. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it close enough. I haven't experienced it. So listen, what are you making of this show? What are your thoughts? You don't have to have gone to it to pull out that phone and record something on that audio memo app and email it through to timetotalkaustralia at outlook.com. That's where you need to email it to. But as the show rolls through Europe and then over to North America. If you do happen to capture the show, I really would like to hear what you thought of it. A few people sent me messages from the foyer or from while they were waiting for her to come on. And it's just a, 
it's a lovely thing to experience the atmosphere. So if you want to pull out that audio recorder and record just one or two minutes about what you're thinking of the show or how you're feeling before it or how you're feeling after it, please do. Audio memo app on your phone and then email it through to us. Hi, Tim. Loving the show. I like to tune in on the weekend in between scrambling my eggs and slicing my turnips and hear about everything that's going on in the world of pop culture. Keep up the good work and keep on cooking up these amazing episodes on the Time to Talk show. Love, Gordon Ramsay. Okay, so in the last podcast, we spoke to Sonny. Now, you probably remember Sonny. Many of you have written to me about Sonny and many of you have left comments all over the place. A lot of you have mentioned that it's ironic that he's called Sonny when he had such a gloomy description of our Kylie. Yep, he described Kylie as a second-rate Madonna, and you have not appreciated his perspective. We'll be replaying the conversation in full at the end of this podcast, but here's a quick reminder. So she's so what? She's had a bit of a hit, a random hit with Padam Padam. I mean, oh my God, so what? It's not Vogue. It's not Justify My Love. It's not Erotica. A 35-year career. 35 years based mm-hmm. on copying Madonna, might I add. Exactly what I said in that Facebook message last night. She's just harmless bluff. She doesn't really have much to say. She's cute. She's pretty. And that's about it, really. Um, I think she's she's all right for what she does. And she's just Kylie, bless her. She always has been. And she will always, Madonna will always be, I don't know, like God compared to her. And Kylie's just a disciple. <laughs> don't you absolutely love how forthright Sonny is? Look, you probably don't because I'm getting your messages and a lot of you don't appreciate the forthright nature of Sonny um, or Cloudy, as many of you have dubbed him. Look, this all started because when Tension, the album, was released, I had many Madonna fans telling me that they weren't going to listen to it. And as lovers of pop music, I was confused by that and I did reach the conclusion after many conversations that it was jealousy plain and simple as that they they didn't want to listen to uh, a kylie album that was successful when madonna wasn't in uh, the throes of success herself but what has been interesting is how this discussion has evolved it's not about kylie madonna jealousy no jealousy you are telling me quite clearly that this goes back quite a ways that madonna fans are notorious for targeting other female artists. You're telling me that Madonna fans are very, very well known for being vicious misogynists. That's the feedback I'm getting. Here's Laura from New Zealand. I guess my response would be Madonna's had her time. Uh, She just became too egotistical and narcissistic. She tried too hard with their shock value when you get to a certain age you just you can't pull it off you have to accept your aging but madonna is taking surgery to the next level and she's just like a melted wax figurine don't get me wrong madonna's talented but she became boring and tiresome with the same stuff her personality is to be the bitch she could have become a mentor to others with class but she chose the trashy route that's the difference between her and Kylie. 
Thanks, Laura. And you echo the sentiments of lots of people who've been writing to me. On the flip side, Kim Arp Hansen wrote to me on Facebook and wrote, Look, Kylie does her stuff, but she is basic. She's not groundbreaking or a rebel. So why would Madonna fans possibly be jealous? Nothing to be jealous about. Madonna has played giant stadiums, sold 350 million albums, won Golden Globes, Grammys, and is the artist with the most number ones around the world. I don't know about that, Kim. Um, but nonetheless, he carries on. Kylie is not even close, so you can't even compare them. I mean, there's a reason why Kylie copied Madonna at many occasions. Would still love to know what you think. Send us an audio message and send it to time to talk Australia at outlook.com. We'll be hearing a lot more from you today about Sonny's views, and we will be replaying the entire conversation at the end of this podcast. But as always, let's start by walking into that building up there on the hill. Can you see it, the fortress? Come on, take my hand, reach it. Ah, don't look at me like that. Don't be scared. Sonny's not in there. I promise. He's not. (laughs) He's not. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. One of the biggest mistakes people generally make, and I'm guilty of it too, is wishful thinking. (laughs) Hello, Nathan. Oh. Now listen, on the last episode, you put out a call to all Kylie fans saying, hey, stand up and do your duty. Stream, otherwise you will find yourself and Kylie in peril. We've had some feedback. Would you like to hear it? Oh, I would be absolutely thrilled to hear it. (laughs) Hi, Tim. Mark in Sydney. Um, Very opinionated episode last week. um, And I have to comment on young Nathan's idea that fans should stream when they have six physical copies of higher quality. Um, I'm not one of those fans that bought 100 copies. I have one CD, just by the way. um, And I've been playing that in my car. Um, I realise beyond my purchase that my contribution to the success of Tension in the Charts is basically finished, Um, but it doesn't sound as good on Spotify, so I'm going to play Hardball back. I played it on Spotify for a a week before I received my copy, and now I'm playing it in its physical form, Um, and it sounds much better. So why is it my responsibility to go out of my way to mindfully play it on Spotify when I've got a higher quality version of it to play. Um, so I kind of feel that my generation of Kylie fan has gotten her to here. So I'm quite happy to hand over the torch. If you young fellows want to push Kylie up the stream, well, you have at it, buddy. Um, and I also loved Sunny. Um, I especially loved it when Sunny said that Madonna was God and that Kylie was just a disciple. Um, Well played, Sonny. Well played. Nathan, you've had a chance to hear Mark from Sydney, and he's not the only one. I've had quite a few messages like text messages and one or two other audio messages saying the same thing, saying, Nathan, it's all right for you because it works for you, but we like our CD, we like our vinyl, leave us alone. What do you have to say for yourself? 
Well, I completely agree that no, nobody is forcing you to stream, but the the real question is, are you invested in Kylie being a more, more of a global star, or are you happy with the status quo? Um, I mean, I understand wanting to listen to it that way. That was why I was saying to do it perhaps once a day. Um, you don't even have to have it extremely loud, but um, I think the real like question here is, are we invested in Kylie's future? Are we invested in Kylie actually going viral again, like Padam Padam did? Because lightning's not going to strike twice unless we try and tilt the odds in her favour. Um, I'm going to take you to Kylie... task, Nathan. I'm going to take you to task because you're saying mm -hmm. if people don't follow your instruction, that they're not invested in Kylie. And Mark there, I think the point that stood out to me was we've done the hard yards. We were here for mm -hmm. bloody the Henderson kids. And now we've been told by some young upstart with good taste, mind you, that we have to go and stream the bloody thing. And I do, but others yep. might not want to. And that doesn't mean they're not invested in Kylie. No, it doesn't mean that they're not fans, but I, it does to a, to at least some degree mean that they're not invested in her singles performance because her singles performance and you know to an extent her album's performance will suffer because of it it's as simple as that like i, I could turn around and be all come by r and say that that's not the truth but it is the spotify statistics do back you up i mean i think i said in the last episode that i was really surprised she's released an album one of the biggest she's had in a while, and yet her mm -hmm. monthly listeners on Spotify are dropping, which I think is more to do with Padam Padam starting to taper off. But it's still surprising, though. It is. No, no, it absolutely is. But it does back up what I was trying to get at before, which is that the reason why Padam Padam succeeded is has absolutely nothing to do with Kylie fans. It is all Kylie and fantastic marketing. Um, and yeah, Kylie fans might may be helping bolster things, for example, by buying the physical copies. I completely like respect that. But for the vast majority of it, it very much was a fantastic marketing campaign and completely new listeners. And, you know, I understand if people don't want to stream, that's absolutely fine. But the point that I'm more getting at is that if people don't want to stream and they also want to sit and complain that Kylie isn't number one in the singles charts anymore. She's not, she doesn't chart as reliably as she used to, and she doesn't chart as well as she used to. Um, well, that's on you. <laughs> that, that's, that's not Kylie's fault. That, that's the people who don't stream's fault. So don't complain about it. You either, you either start to engage with streaming to at least some extent, within your your average daily life and then you can complain that Kylie maybe isn't number one um on this on the singles chart now Nathan Nathan are you willing to take some advice from someone older and wiser I'm older yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right I think you are misreading your audience because this is probably maybe the third time you've spoken about streaming there's no denying you have a point no question about it. But when you're messaging, you have to understand your audience. And the audience you're preaching to, just listen up here, stay with me, is typically a single aging man who's become content in his life. And when he comes home at the end of a day, he just wants to put the needle on it, something Minogue, 
and sink into a beanbag and stare at his lava lamp, probably with a depressed budgerigar over in the corner and a dog in his lap. That's who you're talking to. So when you tell them to get up and download Spotify and play it quietly in the background, it's misreading your audience, my friend. Well, I'll happily continue to misread them, though, because I do believe that there are at least a, a solid chunk of people who do actually want to be engaged with Kylie's singles performance. They do want to do these things. And if if I have to piss off 50% of Kylie fans to reach 10% of them, I'll happily be that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, though. I'll happily be that person. We all admire you, by the way. Please don't, please don't <laughs> misread that. I, I know that everybody who writes to me about anything that you say on the podcast admires you because you are a younger fan with all the zeal and energy in the world wanting her to be as big and as great and as prolific as possible and there's nothing wrong with that absolutely I, I honestly just I'm so invested in Kylie's future and her succeeding I want to see her doing a full European tour like much grander than anything we've seen since Aphrodite left Follies like I want her to be able to do that. And the only way that we're going to be able to get her to do that and put her in that position, because we do have a lot of power now in comparison to prior to streaming, the only way that we're going to be able to help push her into that spot is through streaming. Now, Nathan, you are famous for only listening to your own parts of the Time to Talk podcast. Famous <laughs> yes, for I it. Do. However, I do think it's worth um, asking your opinions about our controversial guest, Sonny, who was on the last podcast. And he was a rabid Madonna fan who claims he is not jealous of Kylie, yet said some pretty awful things about her. Did you listen to that? And what did you think? I did, yeah. I've I, I took I took notes when I was listening to this guy because. <laughs> well, I mean, it was the, the the first thing that I found so so. Do funny you take notes was... on an iPad? No, no pen and paper. Actually, believe it or not. Oh uh, um, no! Hang on a second. Let's just stop on the sunny topic for a moment. This is the man who's telling me to pull out an app and telling all these <laughs> old guys to, and you write on pen and paper. Give I me do. A break. I do. What a hypocrite. <laughs> no, it's not that at all. I, um, if I'm writing Keep on an iPad, that times, doesn't contribute Nathan. to Kylie's success, does it? It's 2023. <laughs> have you heard of a styler pen? Oh my god! <laughs> you know, funny enough, I do have one on my phone. Actually, yeah, I bet you I do. Just, I just but no, pen and paper. the old pen and paper, um, and you criticise the old needle on it. There you go. <laughs> well, you old fogies, yeah, So cool. you were taking some notes when you listened to Old Sunny. Where you, I bet you were scrolling hard. Well, I found it quite funny um, because it was the first one that really took me was was maybe 30 seconds in, honestly. It was the harmless fluff comment because it, I just found it so funny because, I mean, I can't say that I've ever thought to myself, oh, my goodness, L-U-V Madonna, Y-O-U, Yuana is just so, it's so profound. I, I can't say I've ever thought about what a <laughs> profound lyric that is. And, like, I... I <laughs> um, I don't know if you've actually listened to what I said to you, but I mean, just if you look, like, just if you look at Kylie's career over the years, I mean, perhaps not in a lot of her lyrics has she made social commentary or done anything along those lines. But I mean, just the slow music video, for example, this was two thousand and three, and it's not exactly. It wouldn't have been exactly surprising if Kylie had have done that video with just a sea of white bodies. But yet there she was with 
every single ethnicity under the sun all on the, like all in this video all together all existing and that's something that's absolutely been with kylie her entire career where there's ne she's never been the kind of person who d isn't inclusive i mean i'm look so at all glad that you you've picked that up i i was a little bit stunned by sunny as you could probably hear when you listen to it <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. but i mean he got me thinking to his credit he really did get me thinking but the point that really was not sitting right but I couldn't identify at the time what it was was exactly what you've identified that she hasn't had a cultural impact whereas yeah. when you actually really look at Kylie my god her cultural impact just by being who she is in terms of exactly Absolute. what you say diversity love is love absolutely gay like, right. I've got I've got so many notes like just just let me get to them so I mean all the lovers all the lovers, 2010. It wasn't exactly some something that was a regular occurrence to see gay people kissing in a music video, mm. but yet there was Kylie doing mm. it and not making a song and dance about it as well. She wasn't going on these normalized press tours it. Going... Sorry, she just normalized it exactly. Yeah, she wasn't making a song and dance about this thing. She wasn't going. Oh God, look at me. I'm, I am such a diversity goddess like no she wasn't doing that she just did it and didn't comment on it and it was just yep yeah, this is me and I'm, I'm doing it and i i respect that wholeheartedly what did you um, think when sunny described our kylie as a poor man's madonna i'll get to that i'll get to that i've almost <laughs> finished with i've almost okay. finished with my hammer stuff like you, what think, page you honestly want? i could write an essay on this tim um, so the other the other thing that I need to point out before we go on to the copy of Madonna, which I do have notes on, is um, <laughs> Golden. How on earth can you say that this woman hasn't had somewhat of a social, like a social impact when she was probably, I mean, she's the only one I can think of, the only female pop artist who made a whole fucking album around turning 50 and celebrating what a beautiful thing that is to her and maybe maybe that's because of maybe that's because she had cancer maybe, maybe she understands that on a more profound level than other, other other women in pop because she she actually had a really big struggle that could have killed her i don't know but it's a beautiful thing that she made a song literally talking about this new this new version of the 50 year old which isn't young but isn't old so the story's not yet told i think that is absolutely a commentary and i think it was a very challenging lyric i think it was a very challenging thing for kylie to put out there and say oh yeah i am 50 let's celebrate that rather than make it the elephant in the room we're right, not young anyway. we're not old with well, the story's We're, not yet told. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, and again, upon reflection after talking to Sunny, I and I think I did say this at the time, as she's just herself with everyone, and she tries so hard to make other people comfortable. Have you noticed that? How far she yeah, goes no, to make absolutely. other people comfortable. Like she only just walked into the cast of I Should Be So Lucky uh, the other day. Yeah, and I saw. And there she was again. That was exactly her all over. She's like, she's the most uh, well-known person in the room yet she wants mm -hmm. everyone else to be the most. She And she shies away from stealing the spotlight in particular situations. She doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want to overshadow. Whereas Madonna, I love her, but she, if she's not the centre of attention, I don't know if you've watched her very much, but if you watch any clips where she's not the centre of attention, even on something like Graham Norton, she's always trying to pull focus. Always. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that 
is true. I personally have always been a Madonna fan, um, mm. but not to the same degree as Kylie. Um, like, I mean, I, I do, I do really like her. I find her quite fascinating, if I'm honest, because I think she's such a clever woman. Now, I don't want to interrupt your notes, Nathan, but you know, I mean, it is a conversation, so I'm going to ask you. You know, he sounded a bit like you, our Sonny. He sounded a bit like yeah, you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was English. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was English. What, what he was English I was. It's a bit more nuanced than that. Thank you very much. What, what did you make of Sunny? He was not Sunny as a as a person. What did you make of him? Um. Well, he was a homosexual. He was and a homo. Is, right. What homosexual. Does that mean exactly? <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> you're so deep on some topics. Is that all you're going to say on him? Like, did you read um, his character at all? Where was he coming from? What was inspiring him and motivating him um, to say the things he said? Does he mean them? Well, I would say just from listening to him that he's engaged with the Twitter sphere. Um, he's engaged with the Twitter sphere of Madonna fans. And at the moment, Madonna fans are absolutely shitting on Kylie at every single given opportunity. But also, I'd like to make this like abundantly clear, Kylie fans are doing the same to Madonna. Madonna fans are biting back and vice versa. You know, sometimes it's the Madonna fans who start shitting on Kylie for any reason whatsoever, really. Um, but it is absolutely a two-way street. Kylie fans are just as bad at times. But the okay. thing with the Twitter sphere with Madonna fans is that they're the ones who have come up with this bollocks about um, tension being like MDNA, for example. Uh, yeah, I, I was taken aback by that. And again, I've upon reflection, thanks, Sonny, I hope you're listening, mate, because you've made me think a lot. I can't see the comparison at all. Well, I mean, he himself, I believe, called it, because I mean, I actually listened to this podcast, Tim, you'd be very proud, um, but no. <laughs> that must um, have been painful for you. <laughs> no, he himself called MDNA basic electro music or something along those lines. And it baffles me because how can one copy the the basic? How can you copy basic? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the most important question. After listening to Sonny, is he jealous of Kylie's success? Um... I would say that there is a hint of jealousy, but I also don't think that that's a bad thing. Um, I, I like, for example, I am jealous of Madonna fans in some ways. I'm jealous of Madonna fans that Madonna's about to embark on this enormous world tour, and I don't think it's a bad thing to to be envious of that and to hope that you know to hope for, to hope for that success for Kylie, and I think vice versa. I think it would be absolutely natural to be jealous of the success of Padam Padam and to hope that Madonna gets similar success on the TikTok sphere and gets that success. I don't think that's a bad thing and I don't think acknowledging it is a bad thing either. I don't understand why people are, are so um, guarded and don't admit that because I think it's strange. Sonny was not having a bar of it though. He absolutely categorically denied he was envious or jealous of Kylie. In fact, he said, what's there to be jealous of? She's a piece of fluff. I know. The unfortunate thing about Madonna fans, though, Tim, like I've met, I've met a few of them, unfortunately, is um, they are just insufferable. And they do 
the, the, the Madonna fans genuinely tries to live in this like fictional utopia where the only woman who has ever womaned in pop is Madonna. And I think to a lot of Madonna fans, I'm not saying Sonny is one of them, but he sounded like one of them. Um, you know, to Madonna fans, um, the concepts of somebody accomplishing something, a woman accomplishing something in the pop sphere, and that woman not being Madonna, it's blasphemy. And I think I actually find that quite insulting towards Madonna because, I, like, if there's anything that Madonna stands for, it is, like, to me, it is rebellion, it's feminism, it is, you know, uh, allowing other women to succeed. Mm. So I find it quite insulting towards her. But they do. They they seem to only want Madonna to be the one who succeeds. I have noticed over the years, and I've been in both camps, the Kylie camp, the Madonna fan camp for a long time, so I can speak with some level of authority on this. It doesn't matter who the person is. If it's a female in pop having success, Madonna fans have a problem with it. Like they yeah, hate absolutely. Lady Gaga. Oh, they hate Lady Gaga uh, because awesome. on the surface, the comparisons are the most notable and observable, I suppose. But they also hate Taylor Swift because she's having a crack at the, the record of, you know, the most successful live yep. female touring. Anyone who has any other success, if they're female, I've noticed that they don't have the same problem yep, with men. Absolutely. They don't have the same problem with men. So I, I don't know what it's about, but it has existed since the beginning of Madonna fandom, since the beginning. I absolutely agree with you. I, I certainly believe that it must have existed for the past 20 odd years because, you know, by the time that Madonna has had established her legacy as the most successful, you know, blank, I think that that's when it started, where Madonna fans just, be, just decided, okay, so Madonna is the only woman in pop who has ever existed and that is it. Nobody else exists. And that's that seems to be what they've kind of, the, the mantra that they live by. And I think it's, I mean, to use my favorite Madonna quote of all time, it's so fucking reductive. <laughs> it is so reductive of every other woman who has ever succeeded and ever done anything in their careers is it is so amusing reductive. that madonna's spent a lifetime preaching freedom of speech freedom of expression yet madonna mm -hmm, fans yeah. uh they they put their thumb over you know the nostrils and the the nasal cavities of anyone who dares to utter something they don't agree with she sh they shut them down i've i'm very conscious that you've got about 16 full scat pages in front of you and we're almost out of time is there any last <laughs> things that you want to add to this conversation nathan Oh goodness! Um, right, flip, well, flip, I've, flip. I've actually addressed the jealousy quite well. Oh, you've addressed. Um, is that is? Have you got jealousy underlined at the top of that full scat page? Yes, jealousy was one page. Um, so I've I've done that. Um, I've already addressed the thinking man's pop comment with dancing and golden. Oh, and I would like to point out that Madonna made a song called Material Gwall. That's G W O R L, and I would absolutely urge you to all listen to it on Spotify and tell me if you think that is um, lyrics that make you think. Is that thinking man's pop to you? I, I suspect <laughs> it. Would, I suspect it wouldn't be. The song Frozen, the Madonna song Frozen, I think that was released in 1998. And I think I would urge you all to listen to Frozen and then listen to Confide in Me 
from 1994 by Kylie. Um, and the difference is, though, is that I wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, yeah, well, Madonna's just a copycat. I would simply call that like a long distance collaboration. Why would why would women in, in the pop sphere inspiration, not take right? inspiration from one another? And I, I think tell you it what, I've got to say, sense. Nathan, I have to say that Madonna too, I'm not taking any anything away from her, but if the, if the argument here is that Kylie has taken inspiration from Madonna, you must accept that Madonna has taken inspiration from Kylie. But more Absolutely. importantly, you have to, have to concede, because it's come out of her own mouth, that Madonna has taken inspiration from every living legend before her, female legend, whether that's Hollywood or in music. Absolutely. Uh, and then done what great pop artists do, then made it their own and and paid homage. Yep, 100%. Like, for example, I love Frozen, but Frozen is undeniably so similar in terms of sound, vibe, every, everything to confide in me and breathe as well. I would I would say breathe is there in there as well. Um, and I love Frozen, but it is definitely a product of Kylie as well. This doesn't help the argument at all, but I was listening to William Baker, um, who's Kylie's former creative mm-hmm. collaborator, and I was mortified, not going to lie, when he said that when uh, he was planning for the opening of Aphrodite tour, have you heard this? When she comes up on no. the, the clamshell, guess where that idea came from? He he wow. acknowledges. Uh, Blonde ambition, express yourself, which is the opening number. He said, "I wanted I wanted Kylie to rise up from under the stage, just like Madonna in uh, Express Yourself, Blonde Ambition tour." <laughs> And I was like, oh, shut up, William, please. I <laughs> yeah, love don't, you. Don't bring it up. No, don't mention the war. Don't mention the war. Oh, dear. Honestly, I, but people don't realise how, like, just how how dark it is in the trenches when, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you actually care about one of them. Like, people don't realise how, how dark it is. Now, Nathan, so I, I think just... I'm going to have to pull the plug on the rest of your pages. Any large headings there? No, like, that's, that is it. I'm done. I, like, have you written, it. have you, on the on the front of this little notepad that I'm imagining you have, does it say Sunny Sucks? No, 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 it doesn't. I, I simply wanted to, oh, what did I want to do? <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been a long time. I, I, but no, I simply wanted to come on and essentially take a, a much more unbiased look <laughs> because I mean you can look at Kylie on the surface level and say oh yeah she's fluff but you know I, I wanted to be a bit more unbiased and say well, you know but, but, but both do that <laughs> as always you've done it with style and finesse Nathan so thank you so much by the way to be fair to you Sonny if you are listening I've had people write to me uh, and say that they loved the sound of you too. So it's not all bad, I've got to say. And I will say it again, like I did in the last podcast, Sonny stumped up. He didn't filter himself. He said exactly what was in his mind. And that is more to be said than a lot of Kylie and Madonna fans or any super fans uh, who try to silence Anybody behind the keyboard. Oh, totally. Let's never silence each other. Even if you don't want to hear it and even if you think it's just BS, that's fine, but don't silence someone. Sonny needed to have his say and get it off his chest, and I invited him on, and he took me up, and I have nothing but respect for that part of what he said. Much of what he said I was offended by, but my offence is not his problem. Yeah, exactly right, exactly. Nathan, it's been a pleasure. (laughs) Same to you, Tim. 
Sometimes amateurs know best, and a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. Amateurs, is this the best that they could do? Hi everyone, this is Rudy from New Jersey, just outside New York City. I want to say thank you to, is it Kim or Ken, uh, for the lovely words you said on the podcast the other day. I listened to some of what Sonny had to say about the comparisons to Madonna, and um, between Madonna and Kylie. Some of it was a little bit triggering for me, as I was thinking of my, my last boyfriend, which was some time ago now, and he called... Uh, he was a Madonna fan, and he called Kylie just pure fluff to me. And um, that was meant to hurt me. That wasn't meant to really have any substance to it. Um, but he was a covert narcissist who would never understand the beauty of what Kylie has to offer, her grace, her femininity, her strength. And uh, I think that says a lot. Uh, but Sonny was right about one thing. Neither Madonna nor Kylie has needed to have another hit for a long time. They've both been minted top-tier gay icons for so long. They could have never had a hit since 2005, and they still would be icons. And uh, so that is true. And if you want to read my article that I wrote, uh, if you, all you have to do is Google... Uh, Madonna's birthday marks a time for mutual celebration, and you will see how fiercely I defend Madonna. I, I think Madonna is peerless. I loved Madame X. I loved the tour. I can't wait for the next tour, the new one. My fingers are crossed for her. She is, she is peerless. Um, she is up in that echelon um, where it's really all just the male rock stars and her. And as crazy as she can be, as narcissistic and megalomaniac, <laughs> is that the word, as she can be, uh, megalomaniacal, um, we owe it to her, I think, we gays owe it to her to defend her honor, um, because she has been there for us in ways that are completely unique to her. Um, again, these are two fan bases, Kylie's fan base and Madonna's fan base, that they do not... Um, th there is very little overlap between these two icons. It amazes me that we keep having this conversation. Um, I will tell you that I have one friend who is a huge Madonna fan, and she won't go see Madonna anymore. Uh, she can't take the craziness, as she puts it, the, the late-night talk show antics. She feels betrayed by Madonna. And I played her bits of tension, and she said, Oh, I just wish, I wish Madonna could do something like this again. That's fun. And I think that that's worth mentioning. You know, Kylie makes being gay a joy. And I don't think a whole lot of things do. Um, Kylie is different than Madonna. She shows you that femininity can be as strong as masculinity without being tough and bitter and cold. Um, and that's kind of what Madonna is. She is tough and bitter and cold, like a lot of gay men I know. And I get being like that, but that's not me. And that's not a lot of gay men either. Um, 
you know, Madonna soldiers on and she refuses to age. She refuses to acknowledge the passing of time. I get that. It's actually, you know, it's very poignant. What, what did Kylie do when she turned 50? She channeled her anxiety into a masterpiece called Dancing. I just, I, I cannot get over that song, Five Years On. Um, that's art. And that's unique to her. You know, I like to think that in the gay world, you know, uh, if you saw in a club a 22-year-old, you know, maybe a little overweight or doesn't have the look down, maybe they're a little awkward, I think the average Kylie fan would go over to him and say hello and make him feel welcome and included. In my experience, the average Madonna fan would definitely not do that. Um, not the ones I have met. <laughs> no, this, uh, they can't be bothered. Um, it just sort of speaks to the overall ethos of who is attracted to these people to, to the, such an extent. But, you know, there's a big difference. I, I don't know where Sonny is from. I don't know where, um, you know, some, everybody is from who calls into the podcast unless you say. But it depends on where in the world you're from. American fans, for us, Kylie is a niche. She's almost like, if you say you have a Kylie Minogue album, it's, um, it's, it's akin to coming out of the closet. Whereas you might have a Madonna CD or two and not be gay. Um, here she's just for us. And so we have to deal with a lot of um, fans who are 20 or 60, and they act like we're foisting her uh, on on them when we try to talk about her significance because they missed her. Um, they're either too young or too old. That's starting to change a little bit with Padam Padam, but not enough. Um, and some of that is because we can't seem to hold two thoughts together. We can't seem to make space for two, a lot of us. Some of us just want our memories. We don't want, to, we don't want anything new that we don't know about. Um, but one thing I will say about what Kylie has to offer, she is not pure fluff. She is strong as hell, and she knows who she is. And by the way, one thing I will say as a therapist, um, I am a therapist. One thing that Kylie has that Madonna did not have is supportive parents who are still there for her. And that speaks to her incredible strength and emotional health. And uh, Madonna did not have that. Madonna had to do it all on her own. And uh, she didn't have a mother. And um, I'm going to get emotional just thinking about it. Um, it's pretty amazing what she was able to accomplish in her life. She didn't have that extra boost that Kylie had. This is worth mentioning. I don't hear enough people mention it. Um, but Kylie has um, the kind of strength to make songs like Crystallize, um, uh, In the Darkness, um, when, it, when, when It's All a Mess, um, You Can See Me Shining Like a Laser Beam. Uh, I'm thinking of Fine from Kiss Me Once. I'm thinking of Celebrate You. Uh, these are songs that are really addressed to the gay community to empower us. They're like a big, warm hug from a genuine friend. Um, Hold On To Now from the new album. I mean, if you think that that's just fluff, you're not listening. Sorry. Um, put it on in a gay club and dance to it. And look at all the gay men who assemble for Kylie. All different shapes and sizes. All of a sudden, all of that bitterness and superficiality melts away, and we're just there, just celebrating being ourselves, being wrapped up in her embrace. That's what Kylie has to offer that no one else has to offer. Um, my recommendation is to just be like my dear friend Frank, um, who loves Kylie and Madonna, just like I do. And how about just having fun? 
and enjoying some good pop music and not having to be so polarized. Although I will say, I will leave you with one thing that my mother said that I think is hilarious, and I'm cleaning it up a little bit. Um, she said my mom would sell her soul for... Um, she, said that, she said that Madonna would sell her soul for just an ounce of Kylie's sex appeal. Um, I, I didn't say that. My mother did. <laughs> just wanted to um, highlight everything that's been going on social media, X, Facebook. And it's just the same old, same old. Whenever Kylie releases a new album, uh, the Madonna fans like to have their little hit on it. And I find it absolutely degrading. Um, I think, you know, I've ignored a lot of statuses on X and Facebook, but... Over the last few days, it's just it just grates on me that you know Kylie and Madonna and two different eyes. You know we could go down the route of what Madonna's done and what Kylie's done, but they're both successful in their own right. Whether Madonna sells more, whether Madonna sells more arena tickets, whether Kylie sells more, does it really matter? It doesn't. They're both individual people, both individual artists. And Madonna fans cannot really get over the fact that they are. I absolutely find the Madonna fans absolutely disgusting and vile. Not all, just them are quite vocal on social media. Whether it's Lady Gaga's releasing an album, um, Mariah Carey... Beyonce, it just extends one thing to another that Madonna's done this, Madonna's been there first, Cardi's copied Madonna. You know, and I watched an interview the other day, it was back from the 90s, early 90s, and Cardi quite openly said that, um, you know, Madonna gives her the drive to do what she wants to do. And it's not a case of her copying Madonna. It's a case of that she looked up to Madonna and that's such a massive difference. You know, I just wish Madonna fans get over themselves. It's very tiring and boring, you know, and we're all that at that age now, whether being a Kylie fan for over 30, 30 years or you're a Madonna fan for over 40 years, it's just boring. It's boring the fact that people keep going on and on and on about the fact that everybody copies Madonna. You know, and, you know, if I want to be a bitch about something, you know, Madonna and Sam Smith's latest single didn't even reach the top 50. So if I want to be a bitch about something, I'll bitch about that. But equally at the same time, who cares? I don't go on social media and view my comments about it that Madonna hasn't hit the top 50 in the UK. I don't really care. At the end of the day... Tension it was absolutely a grower of an album when I first listened to it i didn't wasn't too sure, but to be fair, I'm listening to it every day now, and I really enjoy it so ten out of ten from Kylie and well done to the girl but that's my opinion on all of this. Good on you, Chris. Thanks for sending that in. And before, Chris, you could hear Rudy 
As you can see by now, Sunny has stirred up quite the hornet's nest, I have to say. Um, and I really respect all the different views that are coming in. Uh, Ryan Ward, who um, didn't want to leave a voice memo, but did email us. And I'm, I'm going to read out his thoughts now. Ryan, you're from the UK, according to your email address at least. It says, hi Tim, I love the podcast. I've left some comments on YouTube, but thought I'd contact you here. Just finished listening to you and Sonny's conversation. I think one advantage Kylie has over Madonna currently is the ability to garner new fans. I think. Tension is bringing new people to Kylie, and I'm not sure Madonna would have that moment again. I think the fans she has are the fans she has, whereas Kylie is still growing her fan base, which at 55 is unreal. Both have their diehard fans. To be honest, I have had massive periods with them both, but wouldn't call myself a diehard fan of either. I also think Kylie has shown the ability to pull back the fickle listener like me. Madonna lost me after Ray of Light, and I've liked the odd song here and there since, but she doesn't compel me to listen to an entire album. I actually think if I got into Madonna now, I would just end up hating the world and being angry, whereas when I listen to Kylie, it's positive, it's fun, it's clever, modern, relevant, and feel-good. Sonny described it as harmless fluff. Who wants to be harmed by music? Thanks for that, Ryan. And now another person who reached out to us, Powie. Hi, I'm Powie. I am a home uh, music producer uh, from Poland, and I have uh, some thoughts regarding the latest podcast about Madonna fans being jealous of Kylie Minogue. Uh, so, being the fan, uh, starting from the uh, Fever era, I think that uh, around uh, Confessions on the Dance Floor, we were all jealous about uh, Madonna. Uh, we, the Kylie fans. Uh, I was always trying to prove to anyone that Kylie is actually better, but after some time getting to know what uh, Madonna have actually achieved, uh, I found that um, Madonna is a bigger inspiration as a mus musician for me than Kylie is, especially when it comes to uh, her live uh, performances. So when I saw the tension, which is like a, a also a, a health uh, health kind of a name, um, and the pulse that is reminiscent of what uh, the pulse of the uh, Kylie logo that is reminiscent of what uh, some kind of depiction of uh, Kylie logo back in the fever era was I was like I think we gonna have another fever era and I was kind of right because padam padam was like it it, it it blew everyone's mind you know and um, why Madonna fans would be jealous even though they can be in in denial uh <laughs> Because I think uh, Madonna herself want to, wants to release hit after hit after another hit. And um, 
she's she's always trying to prove herself, even though she achieved so much that she doesn't have to prove anything. And uh, Madonna is the last person to understand that. And she is be- becoming a um, a caricature of herself, which is a common uh, accusation of her right now. But I think it's for me it's valid. And if I am to think of me as a Madonna fan, I would have a hard time defending her. And this is the key thing. I think that Madonna fans has to constantly defend her decisions, her stupid Instagram videos, her outrageous plastic surgeries, and... This is uh, this is not what I wanted Madonna to become. Uh, I wanted I wanted an old Madonna. I wanted her to to be a granny that has a respect for what she has achieved, and that I would learn something more. And surprisingly, this is what Kylie Minogue is kind of f- fulfilling. Kylie Minogue is being unapologetically herself. (laughs) And um, Madonna is... thinks she is unapologetically herself. Um, Kylie is so humble, yet Kylie is so, so warm, so fun to listen to. She has a self-distance that Madonna doesn't have. Madonna is very serious about Madonna. Uh, And those are the differences that makes, uh, I think, Madonna fans jealous. Also, for all the Kylie Minogue fans, um, let's be honest, this might be the last uh, truly great era of Kylie Minogue, so let's just be so much happy and supportive and let's uh, just squeeze every second of this era that we are living because it is not given. Uh, Although I will be keeping my fingers crossed for Kylie Minogue to uh, make another amazing era, maybe even better than this one. Uh, I think in a lot of ways the tension era is uh, is a new beginning for Kylie Minogue. Uh, it is Kylie who will be independent. It is Kylie who is 100% sure who Kylie Minogue is. And I think her own uh, picture of Kylie Minogue is uh, very similar to how we perceive her. Yeah, the end. And day to you, Powie. Thanks so much for reaching out to us and sharing your thoughts. We are coming up to the end of the podcast, but we are about to replay the conversation that started it off because a lot of you might have missed it. So we're incorporating it into this podcast. You're about to hear from Sonny. Make sure you listen to the end because, Sonny, I've got a special treat for you, a special song that Kylie recorded especially for you. Take care, everyone, and I'm really looking forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. 
Sonny, you're a little bit upset at the fact that I implied in my last podcast and online that uh, Madonna fans were jealous of the Tension era. I was a bit confused, to be honest, because I don't think we are, to be fair. I don't think you were confused. Can I read you what you wrote? Well, I know that I made a statement. I said that, um, well, no, actually, I said, I, I remember what I said. I just said, I think it was stupid to assume let, that we were jealous. Let me remind you, Sonny. Let, I'll remind you so you can talk to it. You wrote, Kylie has always <coughs> been a basic pop star, and that's completely fine. She's just harmless fluff. The sort that appeals to just about anyone. It's almost as though she has no point of view. There's no message in her lyrical content. She's never challenged the system. She hasn't had the same cultural impact as Madonna. If it wasn't (laughs) for Madonna, there would probably never have been Kylie. She's only ever been popular in Australia and some of Europe. Just a poor man's Madonna. A poor man's (laughs) Madonna, Sonny. Come on now. Oh, come on, Tim. You know it's true. So so what? She's had a bit of a... Hit a random hit with Padam Padam. I mean, oh my God, so what? It's not Vogue. It's not Justify My Love. It's not Erotica. A 35-year career. 35 years based mm-hmm. on copying Madonna, might I add. She's really? taken a lot from Madonna. I know Madonna's also done that, but come on. You know that. She's, she's heavily borrowed off Madonna throughout the years. And I don't dislike Kylie. I think she's great, but... And, um, and and I like the fact that she, you know, she pays, she, she references Madonna a lot and she admits that she's taken from her. Um, but going back to your original question, there's no reason for us to be jealous just because she's, I mean, tension sounds jealous. like MDNA. It just sounds like MDNA, doesn't it? Tension feels like to you like MDNA. Literally, don't you think? Um, I have not thought about it, but um, MDMA yeah. was a pretty lacklustre album, whereas Tension is the opposite, so I can't see the comparison. Um, I think that a lot of the stuff on Tension, from what I've heard or I've tried to listen to, sounds a lot like the stuff on MDMA, just, just dance pop music, which is just easily done. And I know that you know it wasn't Madonna's best effort, but it was still, it was still okay. It wasn't the best, but it was all right. But tension just sounds like just another version of that, really. It's nothing new. It's the same old Kylie that you get on every single album. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's Like I said, I don't have anything against a woman, but I just think exactly what I said in that Facebook message last night. She's just harmless bluff. She doesn't really have much to say. She's cute. She's pretty. And that's about it, really. You know, if you're on a bit of a tight budget and you can't afford those grand ticket prices that Madonna puts out, um, you know, then just go and see Kylie. She's local and she's affordable. <laughs> Hang on. Please, please, can we just, like, let's reflect. Let's pause because I'm in stunned shock here. Let's just pause and reflect. If you can't afford to see Madonna, be, because I've never heard anybody discredit Kylie like this before. Okay. I mean, have you you've heard tension, right, from start to finish? Do you know what? I'm gonna be really honest with you. I've heard a few, but I was like, oh, okay, is this disco? Is this um is this light years? Oh no, it's a new one. I just thought, okay, oh it's pretty, nice Kylie, cute, okay, bye. How does it feel as a Madonna fan, having waited for many years for the bacterial girl to launch a song that anybody can relate to? <laughs> 
<laughs> and, all a, and all of a sudden, Kylie Stop. comes along and she puts out an album that the whole world can relate to. Can the whole world relate to tension? Look at Is the sales figures. Look at the chart figures. Look What's at what people are saying. Figures? Look at the gushing praise. Yeah, because again, once again, it's just music that's just disposable pop. It's just people can relate to it because it, there's not there's nothing threatening about any of it. It's just it's just cute, fluffy pop. It's there's nothing to it. I mean, and sales, um, okay, fifty three thousand copies sold in its first week in the UK. Yeah, really good. Um, but what? So what? It's next week. The, the album will probably t- will have dropped a few hundred places around the world. It sounds to me like you're trying to say that Madonna is the thinking man's pop music, whereas yeah. Kylie is not. Absolutely. And are you really trying to argue that Madam X was the thinking man's pop album? Um, I, I think it really was. At least it was. It went that way, and she attempted it, and and she had stuff to say stuff to get off her chest and and she dared to do it she didn't sit there and think oh my god are people going to buy this is this going to do well no because she's earned the right to do what she wants and she can make an album like that and and say what's on her mind and talk about you know social issues whether it's ageism or the stuff that's happening in the world right now she'll she'll just do it i mean there, there was lots of important uh important messages on madame x um, and I've just felt like, you know, although Kylie's music is enjoyable, uh, at least some of it, um, it's just, it's just the same old thing time and time after again. Okay. So I'm really, I've, I'm, I was really curious how you had come to your conclusions online. And I think I'm starting to get it. You, you like pop music that makes you think, that has a statement Absolutely. that tries to influence the world. Uh, tries mm. to influence politics, cultural norms. Yeah. Kylie has never done that. You're absolutely right. But don't you think yeah. in a in a subtle way she has by showing the world that kindness and joy are things to be celebrated? Love absolutely. is love. Absolutely. <clears throat> and also what I really love about Kylie is the fact that she's still here and, you know, she's, she's what, 55 um and and, she, and she's also made some really important um comments in the media lately about ageism and the fact that how unfair it is that you know that that it, it exists because people like her don't get played on the radio anymore and and there were lots of djs in the uk that were very reluctant to pay her play her, her current stuff it's just so incredibly unfair because you know people you know mature people can still do it as as kylie has proved so i like that about her I've got to say, though, I'm still curious, Sonny, why you took to social media to write at this point in time, this particular point in time with tension doing the rounds and and having such success and describing Kylie as harmless fluff and the poor man's Madonna. It sounds to me like you are jealous. Would you like Madonna to be having the same success right now? I, But I... If I'm honest, I think you're jealous because you're the one that put the <laughs> you're the one that put the um the you know the the message on Facebook to stir up some sort of argument. Clearly, you have that in your in your mind somewhere. Did you listen that, to my podcast? I don't. I've never listened to your. Pod, I've never. I've never heard of you. Did you honest. listen to the episode you're talking about? That I mean, all I did was put no. the um the name of the podcast up there, saying "Are Madonna? Uh, why are Madonna fans jealous?" 
And if you listen to the podcast, my argument for that, which is fair, it's, it's, it's an arguable point, is that all the Madonna fans I'm talking to at the moment, when I ask them, have you listened to Tension, say no. So from that, I deduced jealousy. It might be wrong. But that's so. uh, and it's interesting that you're you're accusing me of stirring things up and you haven't even heard the podcast. No, because you are because you know what you're trying to do there. You're trying to put them up together by saying by implying that oh, um, you know, Madonna fans are just jealous. No, why would we be jealous of Kylie? You know, I, I'd like to think that the Madonna fans and the Kylie fans get along. You know, more so than the Gaga fans, for example. Um, and we we like each other. We respect each other. You know. I don't know about that, Sonny. I'm sorry. You, it's it's nice that you're saying that now, and I'll take you at your word, I suppose. But at the height of Kylie's success, you've taken to social media to describe her as harmless yeah, because fluff. And no, no, no. That's... Hold on. Let's just let's just make sure we're getting this clear. And no lyrical content with any message of value. A woman who's never challenged the system, even though you've contradicted yourself and say she's challenging apparently this ageist society we live in, no cultural the only impact, thing she's ever done. and a poor man's Madonna. I mean, well, I, it does sound like bitterness to me. I'm sorry, but I'm not bitter and I'm not jealous of her. She's done well and she's done great. And yes, that's the only thing she's ever challenged is the old ageism thing. Other than that, she's just there, just to, you know, people please. Um, but that's how I generally feel. That, that's my viewpoint on her. I do think she is a poor man's bit on her, I'm sorry. Um, and I, that doesn't mean that I don't like her or, or that I think that she has no value. Um, I think she's she's all right for what she does. And she's just Kylie, bless her. She always has been. And she will always, Madonna will always be, I don't know, like God compared to her. And Kylie's just a disciple. <laughs> that's how I, I see it. That. What did you feel when you were listening to the Tension album? I was, as I said earlier, I listened to some of it um, other than the first single, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, again, it's what, it, what album am I listening to? Is it disco? Is it um, what Kylie album is this again? Oh, yeah, of course, because it all sounds the same. Is it frustrating Mm-hmm. That Madonna isn't selling out the stadiums. Apparently, there's a lot of empty seats, and that she hasn't Where did released you get a that hit. From? Uh, actually, somebody messaged that to me today. I quizzed them on it too. I said, "Are you serious that that stadium in the United States is still not sold out?" And they said, "There's ample seats." But more to the People, point, what oh, we do know whatever. for a fact, uh, she hasn't had a hit for a long time. Does that frustrate you? No, because she doesn't need a hit anymore. And right. uh, and can I just say that she actually has had a hit. She is featured on the weekend song. She's on it as well, and that song is also credited to her. I'm and sorry, but um, Sunny, you could put Betty Boo on a weekend album, and she so, would have a hit on her hands. Yeah, good, good for her then. That's great. Good for her. Put her with weekend. Get her a hit as well. It's harder for Madonna now to get a hit. We all know that people that age don't get played, and and Madonna has. She just doesn't it's not all about the music she's obviously writing her screenplay she's preparing for a world tour she hasn't done any music for a while and we get that and i also get that she's probably not gonna have another hit on her own again but no it doesn't bother me at all because madonna's the biggest selling female artist of all time 400 million albums sold her celebration tour has currently sold out and she's gonna slay some more power to her good for kylie for doing vegas isn't that where they go when like when I don't know when they're not doing very well. 
<laughs> you're such a contradiction, Sonny. I tell you, you, you're on her side and then you give her a knee in the groin like that. No, I mean, Vegas is just, I don't know. To me, Vegas is like when you're old Put out and to pasture. no one cares about you, yeah. Mm. I tell you what, Sonny, the one thing that I really, really, truly, authentically respect about you yeah. is the fact that of all the dozens and dozens of abusive messages that I've had, you are the only person who said you'd be willing to put your, um, you know, talk to me about your views. And I can't respect that more. I actually respect where you're coming from in a very mm -hmm. strange way. I think it was very <laughs> mean-spirited of you to describe her as a poor man's Madonna. She's nobody's bitch. I'm telling you that. Madonna would not describe Kylie as a second-rate Madonna. So yeah, why her fan her would, I have no idea. <laughs> not to her face. <laughs> Behind her back, you reckon, maybe. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know Lola's a big, huge Kylie fan, don't you? I don't think that's true. Oh, gosh. Where did you get that from? <laughs> I love it. You're as argumentative as me. Yeah, well, that's good, yeah. You argue with me over tea bags. You argue with me over times and apps. Mm -hmm. You argue with me over Lola. You're an argumentative <laughs> little one, aren't you, Sonny? Absolutely. But I'm curious <laughs> to see where you got all that information from. The the Lola's a Madonna fan and uh, – sorry, Kylie fan and Madonna's Madonna said it herself, Sonny. Uh, if you're referring to an interview Madonna did in 2015, uh, when mm. she spoke to some Australian uh, guy, um, she said something like she listens to Taylor Swift, and then somebody else said, uh, and in the interview, it was like, but what about Kylie? And then she was like, oh, oh, oh my God, yeah, Kylie too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I'm going back to 2002, so I am going back a long way. But Madonna said Lola was really into Kylie at the moment. Well, that was 2002, Tim. That was like 100 years ago. And I think she knows about <laughs> Kylie now. <laughs> you think so, she's outgrown Kylie? Well, obviously. All right. You and I need to try to find Lola's phone number. We'll talk to her together. I'm pretty sure I'll be right. Okay. Are you going to the celebration to her, Sonny? Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Like, it sounds – I'm worried that you're thinking I'm not a Madonna fan. I am. I've been with her right from the beginning, practically, through my sister at the very beginning and then by myself. That's and I lie. think she's amazing. That's a lie. Hey? I stalked your Facebook and there was only one picture of Madonna and the rest of it was like Kylie. But you're, you're telling me I'm lying and yet half of my podcasts are about Madonna. Um. I was on about your Facebook, sorry. I was looking for your pictures, trying to see a photo of you, but it was just swarms of Kylie. Well, there's probably are swarms of, of Kylie at the moment, yeah. Um, but, yeah, ha look, you don't listen to podcasts, that's a shame. But, Sonny, I, I do have respect for the mm -hmm. fact that you stumped up, and that's pretty awesome. And I know it's late over there, and you're trying to get back to your twinings, am I right? Uh, twinings, yeah, and then maybe Pornhub in a bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, have some fun before bed, but you know, <laughs> I have, ladies and gentlemen, we found someone who speaks for truth. His truth, at least, it's <laughs> awesome. I love it because I'm all for that freedom of speech, baby. I'm telling you, social media wanting to cancel everyone. I'm telling you, I've been, I've had at least forty people try to cancel me since I put up a post yesterday because I said Madonna fans appear to be jealous of Kylie. Exactly. I don't mind them and, saying and, that, but cancel me for it. Give me a break. Well, someone messaged me saying, "Don't, don't, um, don't do what he's asking you. Don't, don't go on his podcast, whatever he's doing, because he's just a shit stirrer and he's causing trouble." And I was like, "Well, 
I appreciate, you know, where he's coming from and, but I'd like to have a conversation about, about this with him and, you know, and see where it goes because, um, it's really interesting that he, that was quite a statement that we're jealous and, and we're really, really not. You know, well, people can make up their own minds because some of the statements you've made today, honest as they may be from your point of view, mm-hmm. would suggest that there is absolutely jealousy there or frustration that your star isn't doing as well. <laughs> but we could be here all night or morning. I or like you, Sonny. Absolutely. I think I like you I too. I like now, you. Tim. You're very contrary. Sorry? You're very contrary. You're, you're, you're argumentative. You, mm. you don't like to let anybody make a point without it being, you know, thrashed especially, down. Uh, especially like when it. it comes to Madonna. Madonna's Fair like enough. the Lord, honestly. The Lord S, yes. Right, well, so, yeah. We both agree on that. She is mm-hmm. remarkable. I mean, she's shaped my life in ways that, um, and I'm sure she has yours, in ways that people will never understand. So I'm and, so and Charlene. If there's one thing that I can, look, <laughs> they've both taught me different things, Sonny, to be honest. Kylie what has, has Kylie taught, taught me, you? Tell me, what has Kylie taught you? She's the most emotionally intelligent person I've ever come across. She's taught me about the value of curiosity, kindness, compassion, and class. Madonna's taught me the strength of uh, standing your ground, saying what you believe, in fact, I find it amusing that everything Madonna preaches, half her fans throw back in her face like a whipped cream pie. She talks about freedom of speech, and yet Madonna fans are rabidly trying to shut down anyone on the internet who says something that they don't agree with, which is not necessarily disgusting. not really. Well, you don't. We, we, we just cut back you at stuff. We just we're good at you know I don't identifying you know a lot of bull, a lot of BS, like the, the comment that we read yesterday about. Fans being jealous of Kylie, um, well, don't but know. We, we just we're just good at calling stuff out like that, really. But we we you know we follow a lot of her teaching. Yes, <laughs> you follow a lot of her teachings. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm sorry, but I mean, look, we shouldn't laugh because it's actually true. She is she is a cultural phenomenon, and she does have teachings, and she does have messages that have shaped the lives of many people. So even though I initially found that. A funny turn of phrase. It's true. I it follow just, it teachings too, Sonny. Me. It fascinates me. I mean, I'm Indian, right? And you can go to a village in India and speak to like an 80 year old woman, and, and you'll say, like, do you know who Madonna is? And she'll be like, yeah, I know who she is. Madonna, Michael Jackson, and Kylie. And if you were to put Kylie, they were like, who? I'll oh, stop it. <laughs> stop it. That's anywhere ridiculous. World, what have you taken a poll of everyone in India? Well, I suppose, I suppose to your point, if you go to like Paris or a gay club and you're like Kylie, like, yes, Kylie, we know Kylie. So I suppose you have a point. Well, Sonny, I feel like I've made a new friend and I want you to go at least, I know you said you don't listen to podcasts, at least listen to the one where we talked about the celebration tour predictions. It's not that far back. Go and listen to you, that. What did you say about it? Oh, well, you are interested, are you? Okay, well, go and listen. And then it's you'll find curious. out what we said about it. Is it on YouTube? <laughs> Uh, Kylie, do we? I, I think it is on YouTube. Yes, but if not, okay. I'll send you the link. I'll send you the Podbean link because that's right. easy and universal. Yeah. Okay, send me the link and I'll listen to it. Thank you, Sonny. I've really enjoyed this. You're uh, a funny too. person. And you, Tim. It was nice speaking to you. You've kept me up like way past my bedtime. This one's for you, Sonny. Speak to you all soon. <laughs> <laughs>